How are you? Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, absolutely. This is fun. Yeah, I know you're such a busy guy, so I appreciate you taking the time. Sure. So what we've been doing over the last, actually this is day nine now that we've been interviewing founders and venture investors all over Silicon Valley, really trying to understand what is it that is a startup culture? Is it a real thing or is it just something that we've kind of created from a marketing perspective? And what is it really like to be a startup founder here. But before we go into that, maybe you can provide the uh, audience a little bit about your background. How'd you actually get into venture investing? Yeah, I have a pretty unique background. So my background is a combination of uh, being an entrepreneur at a startup company. I was at a big company, a couple of big companies. And then I was also a Wall Street guy. I spent uh, five years as a sell side research analyst at some big Wall Street firms. So it's a combination of three that then led me into venture capital. So I do have an appreciation for entrepreneurs because I was never a founder myself. So it's really great to see that. You know, what would you say is venture capital for a lot of the folks watching the, the documentary and they're trying to figure out, they keep hearing us say VC, venture capital. What is venture capital? Venture capital is finding the right entrepreneurs who want to build big companies whether they want to change industries, whether they want to change business processes or infrastructure. It's about us finding the right entrepreneurs who want to start this and then giving them a little money to get started and then helping them really build their business from scratch to something meaningful that makes a difference in the world. Now we've heard that the venture investors here in the Valley tend to have a, a different sort of risk tolerance uh, and because we see so much um, you know, entrepreneurship here, so many companies that are being developed uh, on, a, on a consistent basis, would you agree with that? Would you say that investors here tend to kind of be a little more entrepreneurial than perhaps other areas? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, you know, venture has a 95-5 rule, not an 80-20 rule, where only 5% of the companies account for 95% of the returns. Right, so you have to know that you know nine out of ten of your companies are going to fail, yeah. or not succeed in a big way. So that builds a different risk profile, and that's what's that that's what makes the valley different. And how do you, like, as a venture partner, and you're managing this portfolio of money from LPs, how do you select LPs that are going to have similar you know, risk tolerance that are going to say, hey, you know what? nine out of ten of the the investments are going to go south but that one is going to be okay and we don't actually know when that's going to happen are you talking about our investors in our funds or let's just say in in general yeah so our investors in our funds basically they're called limited partners lps the lps basically have a broad diverse diversified portfolio so they look at us and say you know sierra will take care of the early stage technology focused software focused investments right but they do have, they balance that out with some later stage private equity funds. So they balance out their piece of it. From our own portfolio perspective, we find a diverse group of companies that some are early, very early stage, seed stage companies to series A and series B. But our sweet spot is that early stage market. And that's the niche that we try to satisfy really well. Yeah, and you do great. You have some fantastic in investments, like you know, one of the ones I really enjoy is Hired. Yes. Uh, which is a, a great company. 
what would you say is, if someone was to ask you, what is the reality of a early stage founder experience because the media portrays it a certain way. You know, Silicon Valley, I think, is, is kind of pretty true, but it's still fiction, right? What is it really like? Is it as glamorous as we all like to think? Uh, well, they say the CEO's job, uh, CEO for startup company, is one of the loneliest jobs in the world, right? Because you're trying to figure it out yourself, even though you have a founding team and co-founders in some cases, it is one of the loneliest jobs out there, right? So it's really hard. And there are a lot of success stories that people can talk about in the media, but for every success story, like I said, there are probably, you know, nine out of 10 failures, yeah. right? And I think it's, so it's a really tough job. And most entrepreneurs um, do it a few times before they get it right. And so it is, it is a tough job. Now, having said that, you know, my first investment I made was a company in Columbia, Maryland called Sourcefire. Marty started in his mom's basement. We funded him. He had a really hard time back in 2002 trying to build out this company. And, you know, the company went public five years later and then got bought by Cisco for almost $3 billion. But if you talk to Marty, the hardest time was the first year for six months getting it started. And what is it about that early stage? We've heard a little bit about it from founders. We've talked to, gosh, almost you know, 30 founders the last few yeah. days. What is it about those early stages? Is it the, the uncertainty? You know, is it the stress? It's all of the above, right? It's the uncertainty that causes the stress to some extent. Because at the end of the day, you're still trying to figure out, you have an idea. You're still trying to figure out a product market fit. You know, you're taking it to customers. You don't know if it's right. You have a vision but you're trying to prove it out. And until you get that repeatability going, that's really hard, right? And so every doubt that you could have in your mind, all the demons come alive, yeah. right? And that's the hardest part. Yeah. So just really psychologically dealing with a lot of those Get it, yeah. yeah, and that's why the team is as important as the market itself. What tips would you give, let's say, an angel or a seed stage in founder about successfully finding product market fit? And I know that's a hard question yeah. to answer, but maybe just you know a couple, couple tips. You just gotta live and breathe customers, right? In a lot of cases, the customer will tell you, but there are quite a few cases that we've had that you have to educate the customer, and those are the hardest, yeah. right? Um, so most of the time it is about going to the customer, living in the customer site to basically get that feedback, to get the real-time information, to know exactly what they want. But there are a lot of cases where, you know, you're almost educating the customer. Yeah. You're leading them, you're holding their hand as they go along the journey. And I think some of the most successful companies actually come from that. Interesting. If you were to say, or describe the profile of a successful founder. Now, I know, again, that's a hard sort of, you know, question to answer, but if you were to say, look, this is what a successful founder tends to look like, what would, what would, what characteristics would they possess? Yeah. I think two, uh, they're hyper curious. They wanna know everything about everything, or at least related to their, what they're doing, but they're hyper curious. And the second one is they're hyper competitive. They don't want to lose. They don't want to lose. So to me, those are the two things um, that across the board you'll find with the successful entrepreneurs. 
Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about Sierra because you are just absolutely crushing it out there. Uh, I know quite a few folks who, uh, who you work with. What's kind of the investment thesis for you guys these days and the types of you know, verticals or spaces you're, you're really interested right. in? So we're early stage, right? So most of our investments are first institutional, second institutional money into companies. So we're looking at um, software companies, uh, some hardware companies too, but uh, mostly companies that fall into three categories. First one would be uh, companies that are changing industries, right? So for example, someone who's taken on retail healthcare selling to dentists and vets and chiropractors, that forgotten segment of the of that medical industry. And, uh, you know, someone who's changing an industry, obviously plenty of examples of Uber, Airbnb, and guys like that. But whether it's insurance or FinTech, we're beginning to see uh, changes in those industries. Um, second one would be changing business processes. You mentioned hired. So we've got companies that are taking on the hiring process, taking on procurement, you know, uh, helping small and medium businesses basically with their, uh, with, with their purchasing and procurement. So a company in New York called Connect, which is really changing it for small and medium businesses. And the final one would be changing infrastructure. So whether it's companies in mobile security like Zimperium that's really taken on a new wave of security issues around mobile, those would be the three broad buckets that we're trying to tackle. Great. Mark, thank you so much for, for doing sure. this. Really appreciate it. If I want to follow you on social media, what are the best social channels to reach you? Let's say Twitter, for example. Twitter, Mark Fern, and um, I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn, too. So. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks.